welcome to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. My name is Carol Mullum Roberts. And I'm her husband, Paul. And we are the creators of Grow Me a Story. Our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. And inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I are excited to bring you another guest here in 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. Today is episode two of our four-part interview with Lori Roberts. Besides being my sister and the best English teacher I know, I've learned that her true passion is storytelling. And I know that our listeners are going to enjoy hearing even more of her stories as episode two of the Dreams and Bones podcast interview with Lori Roberts starts off with our question about the role of the creator in her life. So we often refer to the creator or God in all of us. What is your understanding or perspective of the role of the creator in all of this? Well, I I mean, as a believer, I I think that creativity comes from God. Um, certainly, I've developed my philosophy of creativity largely in the last 20 years by uh, my sister-in-law, Carol, introducing me to Madeline Langle. And this idea from her book, is it Walk, Walking on Water? Mm-hmm. This idea that all creativity comes from God. I I believe that all creativity comes from God. Mm. I've had many times in the last 15 years in particular where I've seen what I would call a secular performance mm. that in our churchy language, my response is that was anointed. And that's our that's our old-fashioned Pentecostal <laughs> churchy way of saying um, that was transcendent. That mm-hmm. moved my spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best known for me is the Kennedy Honors, where the band Heart is performing Stairway to Heaven mm-hmm. for the for uh, Led Zeppelin. Yes. And it is as anointed, it is as full of the Creator. Mm-hmm. It yes. is full of the Holy Spirit. It is heart full of the Holy Spirit. And I know that there might be people who would very much push back at that secular performance being of God, but I, what else could it be? Mm-hmm. It moves my spirit. And I think all creativity comes from God, the creator. All of my creativity, whether it is in what seems to be a sacred intention or a secular intention, comes from God, the creator. I think I'm a better, more creative teacher because I depend on the Father, the Creator, the Holy Spirit in me. So I want to ask you, um, there's two things I want to kind of go, but the first one is, part of that book, and what I took away from it, I think the first time I did it, and then recently I've been in a kind of a discussion with other people, but she talked about, if you're a Christian, you're going to do Christian work. I mean, you're going to, because that's who you are, and you can't help but do it. But she also talks about if you get out of the way and you let God work through you, then you do a better thing than you could have done on your own. And do you ever feel like in the things you've done, like 
writing or, and music and stuff. Have you ever seen a distinction in that where you feel like, oh yeah, I really, I got out of the way and I let God go move through me. And I did this and I, and I was still glorifying God, but, but maybe I didn't, you know, do you know what I'm I do. I, I mean, as a songwriter, I definitely had songs that felt like they were downloaded, nearly fully formed into my brain. Mm-hmm. And that felt so supernatural, such a, a gift from God that that um, I, I knew that God had given me that song. Although I also have come to believe more and more in the last probably five or six years that I used that as an excuse at times to not write better songs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that i i noticed this more i began to be aware of this as a speaker as a storyteller Mm -hmm. which i didn't know that was a gift of mine or an interest of mine until the last 15 years but i p.s think storytelling is my most passionate creative Mm -hmm. pursuit at this point but as a storyteller and as a writer I began to see that it's great when you're in the zone mm-hmm. and it feels like this thing was downloaded into me, but that doesn't mean it's done. And mm-hmm. that's not an excuse mm-hmm. to not revise and to not work harder at that. And I, I regret, I'm a believer in regrets. I think we learn from regrets. I regret not learning earlier mm-hmm. that when stuff felt easy, that didn't necessarily mean that I couldn't work harder at it. Mm-hmm. And back to, you know, you talking about kind of a pushback of, you know, listening to, you know, something supposedly secular. And, and in my last conversation with, with this Walking on Water book, I came away from one day and I thought, and the conversation was about giving birth to creativity, things that you do. And I thought, what's one of the greatest creations we deal with every day? Well, babies. And it's like, God doesn't say, oh, you believe in me, so you get to have a baby. Mm. And you believe in me, and you get to have a baby. No. Everybody gets to participate in that. So why would it be different? Why would God do the same thing with creativity? He wouldn't. I think it's, if you're able to get out of the way and and let whatever it is you think it is, we believe it's God, work through you, then yeah. It's going to be this, this wonderful anointing type of experience. Madeline Engel talked about, you know, these masterpieces that have lived, you know, Shakespeare and great painting, Van Gogh, all those. I mean, we don't know what their relationship with God was, but by gosh, I mean, they have transcended time and and they've moved people. And, and we need to get out of our head of what is Christian art and mm-hmm. not put it in this box. I think that sometimes trips up people mm-hmm. to let God work through them, Yes, you know. Yes. And it's hard to teach someone that. It's it like is. it's not you, you can't say, oh, do this, 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 but you can get there, you know, to to do that. And I do think part of getting out of the way is also though being willing to like I've been taking guitar lessons for two years mm-hmm. and I knew I wouldn't be able to get out of the way until I learned some of the basics. Right. Right. Exactly. So I had to put in two years of guitar lessons before I could have a few moments that I'm just starting to have where I can actually play and not be conscious of every single thing my fingers are doing or need to do. Mm. And so I love that idea that I can, a lot of the times I can't get out of the way 
until I've learned the foundational skills. Mm -hmm. And then I can say, I mean, there are stories of people who just sat down and can play the piano. Right. Or do the thing they do. But for, I think, a lot of us, we need to figure out, we need to do the hard work of the basics and then let God breathe on that and Mm -hmm. make it be even better. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you starting or currently working on a creative project but don't know what to do next? Do you need someone to talk to? Someone who will give you feedback and tools to get your creativity back on track. This is what Grow Me A Story is all about. Paul and Carol Wollum Roberts, your creativity cultivators, will help you start, continue, or complete creative projects, big or small. Visit www.growmeastory.com to learn how Paul and Carol can help. Now, back to Dreams and Bones. Go back to storytelling and writing for a moment. Uh, What's the difference between the two? Uh, I don't know. Uh, You're gifted in both. I guess um, what's interesting to me is about two, summer of 2008, a life-changing moment for me was I took a course at Boise State called Creative Nonfiction from uh, one of my favorite professors ever. His name is Bruce Ballinger. Mm-hmm. And Bruce taught this week-long summer course, mostly for teachers, called Creative Nonfiction. And I thought that creative nonfiction sounded like an oxymoron. (laughs) And then we learned what creative nonfiction is. And there are several categories. And I, uh, with apologies to Bruce, I don't remember exactly what they all are, but journalism is a version of creative nonfiction. Mm -hmm. Essay writing is creative nonfiction. The one that I'm really interested in is memoir is creative nonfiction. And, And it really just means nonfiction, but remembering that creativity plays a role in nonfiction Mm -hmm. So I discovered about 15 years ago that I have what I would call, I think, zero desire, no desires that I'm aware of since elementary school to write fiction. Mm -hmm. I want to write nonfiction. Mm -hmm. And I also began to discover that I seem to be able to tell a story Mm -hmm. in a way that is very satisfying to me and very satisfying to my students, and I, I developed a, a doctrine of storytelling within my teaching where I stopped seeing storytelling as a, um, like, a cheat. Mm. Like, oh, I should be teaching you right now, but in t- instead I'm telling you a story. And I discovered that instead, stories should be written into my lesson plans, mm-hmm. and it should be crafted to fit this lesson and that because of the way humans' brains react to story, it prepares the brain to hear the non-story instruction that's coming next. Mm-hmm. And so I've just become passionate about storytelling, and it doesn't feel the same as writing, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to now figure out how to transfer my stories onto the written page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, what's keeping you from transferring your stories onto the written page? What, what stands in the way? It's hard. And it's not... Here's the thing about storytelling. Uh, one thing is there's an audience. If you're a storyteller, you're almost always 
telling story to an audience. Now, because I've leaned into storytelling and I've made it part of my life, I have had opportunities in the last 15 years to now practice by myself. But most of the time, mm-hmm. storytelling means performing. Mm-hmm. And being the outgoing introvert that I am, yeah. I really, really relate to this idea of being an outgoing introvert. Mm-hmm. I am very much an introvert, plenty of social anxiety. I might even say shy. But I'm also someone who wants a microphone and an audience any day that I can get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd rather be either alone or on stage, not really in between. Mm-hmm. And um, storytelling gives me that audience. Mm-hmm. There's something about being in front of an audience, even if it's two or three people or my students, let alone on stage with a microphone and a bigger crowd. And seeing the way people's faces respond to story, it helps me tell a story better. Mm-hmm. Writing is solitary. And even though there are built-in opportunities to revise and make it better, once I've done it, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I don't know how to share it. I don't know who to share it with. So it's, it's just harder. And, and why do you want to write it down? That's a really good question. I, I don't think I have a good answer for that. I do like, I am fascinated with the human condition. I am fascinated with humans and with our minds. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are way more alike than different. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you talk about the human genome, which tells us we are 99% alike scientifically. Right. But I also think that so often we feel like I'm the only person like this until we tell our story and you see all of the faces that are nodding in this me too sort of way. And all of the ways that you feel alone or unique or weird are almost always relatable to other people. And when they aren't, how cool is that? <laughs> that can I give you an example? I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent, but I have I have a dream. One of my dreams is to write a spoken word poem about being single, and about and I have this image. I have this idea for it that is related to the concept of half life. I found myself saying. I don't have half a life because I'm single. Mm -hmm. And then I was reminded that half-life in science is about the rate of decay of uh, radioactive items. So it's about decay. Mm. And I'm like, my life is not decaying because I'm single and Mm. childless. I have a whole life, Mm -hmm. not half a life. Mm -hmm. And I want to write and perform that. And I've described that to students over the last three or four years and told them, I'm going to do this. I want to do this. And when I get to the part where I say, because I'm 58 and single, without fail, there is a student in the room whose face tells me that he feels sorry for me in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I am on a mission to help that student understand you don't have to feel bad for me, dude. Yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm okay with you feeling bad for me. But as much as we have in common, let me give you a window into my amazing life yeah, right. of singleness. That brings us to the end of part 
two of our four-part interview with Lori Roberts. Carol, I was so interested in what she shared about being an outgoing introvert. Yes, it's been interesting. You know, I've probably known her since high school, and kind of to see that change in her over the years of now being able to grab a microphone and talk in front of people. Um, And I also loved when she talked about her dream of writing and sharing a spoken word poem about being single. I know I I, I don't want to hold her feet to the fire, but I'm going to encourage her to keep, uh, keep that dream, work towards that. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to remind our Sacred Community Garden members that soon they will have access to podcast bonus material from some of our past interviews, along with bonus material from the Lori Roberts June podcast. If you have found us and you're not a member but want to know more about Dreams and Bones, along with that bonus material, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Willem-Roberts. Join us next Friday for part three of our interview with storyteller and fellow creative Lori Roberts on your Dreams and Bones podcast. Thank you.